2: And Welcome to CEO Coach. This wonderful Monday morning, I'm coming to you from Puget Sound today, hoping wherever you are in the world that your day is going well. I want to talk to you today about... Fundability. Uh, It's a concept or a word that was coined by a man by the name of Brian Brewer. I met Brian in Seattle, Washington at an angel investment group. He's been on this show before talking about some of the services he had offered. But he has also coalesced his services company into a product company. And he offers now a full day class to startups that tell them how to make their companies more fundable. I think it's a great idea. He's done very well, and I do recommend his class, by the way. So if you need to find him, it's Brian Brewer. He's not with me today, but I wanted to share with you some of the things that I heard him talk about during his class, which I attended sometime last week. Um, I thought it was a real good refresher. We talk a lot here about how to make your company more fundable. This guy seems to have coalesced into just some clarity and some organization that I thought was valuable. So, let's start with the company itself. Uh, No, let's not. Let's start with your funder. Thinking about your fundability of your company from the eyes of the investor is a really good idea, and I would start there. It was something I hadn't really thought about before, but somebody in the VC world, rather than angel, but Either one will work, right? Somebody in the venture capital world said there are two bogeys. We want you to be the best of whatever it is that you do in the world, and you've got to tell us why you're going to be the best at it because you won't be the only one. And the second thing is you have to give us a shot at that $100 million mark. We want to see that there's a possibility that your company could exit, sale, IPO, whatever it is, for $100 million or more. Doesn't mean you're going to make it. Doesn't mean it's a big shot. It doesn't mean it's the average, you know, median we expect to do this shot. But you'd better give us a good 10-20% shot that you have the possibility of getting to that 100 million mark. So two bogeys. One, be the best at what you do in the world. And two, show me how you've got a shot pie in the sky at $100 million or more. Not bad. It's kind of the same for angels. They may want a 5x or 10x they're going to be looking for that 10x return means 10 times the money they put in they want out if they're going to fund you for a million bucks total you better be willing and easily able to give them 10 million if you give if they give you 10 million of course you're probably in the VC market and they want the 100 million so it's kind of the same numbers in terms of percentages makes some sense anyway that's where you start Then the next thing I'd say is clarity around your presentation. Certainly, there are a number of times that you will be in contact with angel investors, venture capitalists, uh, uh, folks who are friends and family who might want to invest, and so on. You've got to know who you're talking to. You have to know how much to talk about your company and how little. Mostly, it's how little. Hey, what are you doing these days? Well, there's this big hole in the market and I want to do the this and that. that. Snooze, I just asked what you were doing today. But I could be an investor or I could know people who are investors or I could be a colleague in the startup world and I know things that I can share with you that you can connect to the other people, right? Things happen. Lucky folks are folks who take advantage of the luck that shows up in front of them. So be prepared for that sort of thing. Right. Make sure that you have a four-second response, a 10-second response, a 20-second response. We used to call them elevator pitches, the amount of time that you have in an elevator ride to explain what it is that you do. I'd say much, much less. Sentence. What are you doing? I'm working on a new startup. Really? What's it about? That first one was just who you are. I am a startup entrepreneur. The second line will be 10 seconds worth. And that better be what you're doing in a single sentence. If you can't say it in a single sentence, it's not that your world is too complex and esoteric and everybody's got another excuse for it. It's that you haven't practiced enough. It means that you haven't looked carefully enough at what you do and taken the time to boil it down so that somebody who is not in your industry, but who may be in finance, somebody of very great interest to you, would understand vaguely what you're doing. I'm doing a big data play around social media. That's a full sentence. A whole lot of things could go in there. I don't have to explain to you instantly that I am mining the social graph and using somebody else's platform and pulling the data and trying to give business intelligence to enterprise organizations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not interested yet. But if I'm somebody in finance, somebody's either an angel investor, somebody who knows and serves angel investors and brings them information about exciting new ideas, or I'm a venture capitalist or, again, connected to that world and bring them good ideas then I'm in big data makes all the sense in the world. So we suggest, Brian and I both suggest, right? And and we're not doing this together, but now I've heard it and validated it several times, and this is just one fellow who has, right? We suggest that you spend a great deal of time figuring it out, figuring out what you do and how you would want to explain it to the different people that you are going to meet. The second thing, consider that you have to go out and meet these people. A great deal of your time as an entrepreneur is spent doing what you're doing, and that's a good thing. I don't suggest that you spend half your time not paying attention to your business and running around uh, trying to meet other people who will fund your company, but I do suggest that you put it on your calendar, that you make sure that in every single week you have at least several opportunities to meet people who may be able to get you funded. Either they will be angel investors. You may go and present at an angel investor group. You may do all kinds of things around uh, meeting other entrepreneurs, going to um, uh, meetups and tweetups, making sure that you are connected with folks in the venture capital world. You make appointments just to visit. Whatever it is you have to do, you start networking now. Once you get to the point where you're interested in being funded, then you're going to need to uh, make sure that you have a connection with these people in advance. It's much more difficult to go up to Mr. Joe Blow, whom you've never met, and make a presentation than to look knowingly, smilingly, and fondly at the people inside a group of folks listening to you present, right, whom you've already met and are friendly with and have had coffee with. This is a good thing. They're already cheering for you. People do fund based on who they like. And they like folks who have reached out to them, been sociable, and helped them understand what was about to happen. Especially if you have a complex business and a complex presentation, it would be a real good idea to have met the people in the audience as many as possible in advance and spend some time explaining some of the esoteric pieces that need to be understood about your business. This is Julian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this
1: sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. dominate
2: brings definitive psychographic targeting bleeding edge creative and killer content
1: amplification to the social advertising table aim clear this is how you sell with social aim clear this is how you sell with social
4: discuss and shape the future of performance marketing in new york city march 12th to the 13th at the performance marketing insights conference Come hear from and talk to other global industry leaders as they share how they're developing new revenue streams, deploying the latest technologies, preparing for increased regulation, and leveraging for the most effective digital advertising channels. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can save 15% on registration by using the promo code WEBMPMI15. That's WEBMPMI15. For more information and to register today, visit performancemarketinginsights.com.
3: We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: And welcome back. In the first part of the show, we talked about the three basic things that get set up so that you can get funded in the first place. One is know the two bogeys. People want to get their money out ten x or more. They want to see this possibility of the hundred million dollar exit. If their VC VCs, a little less, of course, if they're angels. They want you to be the best in the world at whatever it is you're going to do because you're not going to be the only one. So figure out what your unique selling proposition is and make sure it's clear. Number two, you get your phrase down, your sentence down, and then the fuller explanation, and you get those in order really well. Practice on a 1,000 people. Practice on 10-year-olds, whatever it takes. Make sure that people who are not in your industry know what you're talking about. And make sure that you make it relevant to the person you're talking about. In this particular instance, I was mentioning, for example, uh, I'm doing a dig- big data play around social media. Or well, we're going to mine the social graph and provide business intelligence. That tells a funder, either an angel or a VC, Right? The area of expertise that you're in and perhaps an area in which they're interested. Oh, yeah, big data is the big thing coming up. And business intelligence, well, that's far more interesting perhaps than marketing intelligence. It's a bigger game. It tells them where you sit. Go figure out where you sit and tell them what you're doing in just that little bit. You can get to the full explanation later. I hear far too many people who want to get funded going off into esoteric bits and pieces well before the listener has any interest because they don't have them, if you will, slotted into the appropriate space in their minds. Where is this sector? And where does this company fit in any given sector? Third thing we talked about was to network and do it early. Don't walk in cold to an angel investment group or a venture capital group without knowing the people who are in there. Those people you have bothered to get to know will be your uh, fans. They will be rooting for you already, and you will have made them educated pros. By the time they're listening to what you're talking about, they already understand it, and that's a really good thing. Okay. Okay. Once we've done those three things, let's take a look at the holes in the marketplace you're going to fill. In terms of the slides that you present, there's kind of a standard around that people say, oh, you should have 10 slides, you should have 12 slides, you should have 8 slides. I don't care. You could have 50 slides if you speak quickly and have only pictures. You could have all kinds of things available to you in terms of what comes in between there, right? I would suggest you do not fill up 10 slides full of bullet points and lots of tiny type. Your audience should not be reading what you're saying. And you should not be reading what you say. Again, I find lots of brilliant technologists with really good ideas who cannot present to save their soul because they have not memorized the presentation. If all else fails and you feel unsure of your command of the language, perhaps your language is not English as a primary language and you're representing yourself either in the UK or the US, find somebody who will do it for you, probably your COO or a CTO or something somebody in your group who can do this for you, right? Make sure you stand up first and tell people why it is that you will have somebody else speak for you. Even if you stutter, it's not an issue. But do stand up and say just a few words that so-and-so will speak for you, and you will be happy to answer questions later. That's fine. All right. So once we've done that, make sure that you have your slides in order. Spend no more than 10 to 15 seconds on that first hole in the marketplace that you're going to fill. I know it's complicated and everybody needs to know all about it. And once again, I will say, no, they don't. Here's the size of the hole in the marketplace. This is what funders do need to know. Keep remembering they've got dollar signs on their plates. That's what they're focused on today. They are not hard-hearted. They are not stupid. They are not single-minded and focused. But for the moment... They've got to be single-minded and focused. Right now, they're doing their job. And their job is to put down a pile of money and get back a larger pile of money. So they must invest wisely, whether it's for themselves, for a group of people, for a venture capital firm, for a fund. It doesn't matter. Their job is to do the finance. So speak to them in those terms. The hole in the marketplace that you're about to fill is not about the pain points of all of the users and customers. It is about the number of dollars that that hole represents. So, again, think about it. More than $8 billion is spent every year by people who do this, by companies that do that. And they don't have enough information to do it wisely. That's good enough. It's an $8 billion market. Later in the presentation, you can tell them what portion of that $8 billion you expect to get in year one, two, five, ten, 10, whatever it is, and how you expect to exit their money. So that's, that's what you want to do. Discuss the hole in the marketplace in terms of dollars and then move on. No more than 10 seconds. And the reason I spent so much time on it today is because everybody else spends so much time on it, and that's the biggest barrier to getting funded. By the time you get to the end of your presentation, which is usually five or six minutes, and boy, do they hold you tight to the wire, you don't have time to get to what we call the money slides. So let's continue. Slide number one is the hole in the marketplace. Slide number two is your unique selling proposition and how you expect to fill it. I would also suggest that the most powerful presentations put a dollar sign on that, too. A money sign. So if the first hole in the market, the first slide was about hole in the market, and it represents an $8 billion market, potential market. Slide number two says, we have a solution that will do X, and we believe we can garner one quarter of the market within five years. Okay, it's going to be a $2 billion company in five years. Let's talk about it. Suddenly, you've put the frame around it for me. I don't have to sit around waiting for the number to show up so that I can pay attention to everything else you're going to say. Make sure that in every conversation anywhere in the world you tell the other person, the other party, right, what it is they want to hear first, what they need to hear in order to open their mind to the rest of the stuff that you have to tell them. Tell them what they want to know. Then tell them what you think they have to know. Because what you think they have to know may not be what they have to know. What they have to know turns out to be what they want to know. So few people remember to do that, and it kills them when they get into an angel investment group. First thing you want to know is the hole in the marketplace and how big that is in terms of money. The second thing you want to know is what's my unique selling proposition that makes me be able to fill a piece of that hole. How much of that hole, in terms of money, do I expect to be able to fill? And then we move on. Now, let's get into the meat of it. What's your secret sauce? What's the fun stuff? Uh, Let's talk about things like patentable uh, intellectual property, IP, and so on. All of that's fun stuff. And by the way, patentable intellectual property is part of what we call the money slides. So the first portion, the first two are about money, and then you get into this conversation about all the things you want to. You can pull at heartstrings now if you have something that serves a, a need in the marketplace in that sector, right? You can pull at the exciting things, uh, breakthrough technologies and how exciting it is that we can do new stuff or products out there, whatever it is. <coughs> you can talk about the features. You can do all kinds of exciting things, right? But by the time you get to the three-minute mark You're done. It's time for the money slides. Because minute number three, four, and five must talk about cash. Once you get to the money slides, what's included there? Well, intellectual property, yes. If you can patent something, that would be interesting. Whether or not you patent it is another matter, and you don't need to discuss it now. You might decide to keep it a trade secret. You might decide to do provisionals. You might decide to do something else. If they start asking you about it later, that's great. Now they're interested. They're getting into the noise level. Don't you worry about it now. You don't have time. The second thing that you talk about in terms of money would be the, um, the projections, Again, what do you do? You project small because if you do get funded, you have to meet those projections. Are they going to be de- breathing down your neck? Do you do it kind of average? Do you do it large? Well, I don't know. The company I worked with, uh, we did it all three, and we decided just to present all three. We think a low-end projection looks like this. We expect to accomplish that, and at the very high end, if, you know, the stars align and everything is really great and the economy is robust, we think we might even be able to hit that, and we did it. Not every company does it, and most of the time folks don't counsel you to do it. As a matter of fact, Brian didn't uh, counsel his uh, attendees to do that. He said, no, go for your average. Don't shoot too low, or they won't think it's exciting. And don't tell them what the spy in the sky looks like, because that just confuses them and makes them have unreasonable expectations. Do something that you're pretty sure you can achieve under market conditions today. And that's probably a fairly reasonable rule of thumb. Think about it what you can achieve under market conditions today and you can talk about that later you don't have to say it's under market conditions today but you can say we reasonably expect to achieve the following results in the following months and here's where the bell curve begins to rise and this is why and we launch there and we do the other thing whatever that is That's part of the money slide and then you move on again and then we'll talk about some hard cash We're going to take one more break here at CEO Coach. We'll be right back talking about money slides in your presentation for funding.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sword with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence majesticseo.com maximize roi to use your time and let majestic wield its mighty sword majesticseo.com it's good to be king we're back with jelly and music the ceo coach only on webmasterradio.fm and welcome
2: We're talking about what goes into your pitch deck as you raise your potential fundability at your company. So if you're walking into an angel investment group, let's just focus on that now for the balance of the show. If you're walking into an angel investment group, they're going to be looking for about 10x out on their money, and you want to make that claim. You're going to, again, talk about the size of the marketplace in a little more expansion now. The first slide kind of alluded to it. Now tell them where that market sits. Um, so, one slide on that, and the next one would say again what portion of the market that you want to reach and how you can reasonably expect to achieve it. So again, expanding on what you had mentioned beginning, at the beginning of the presentation. Uh, beyond that, you want to definitely talk about your team. It is part of the fundability of your company. If you have people with uh, experience on your team, people who have uh, experience building something similar or uh, other successes, that's always a good thing. People with experience working for companies in related fields, if you've left uh, Microsoft, Google or uh, Expedia or something and are doing something in similar related areas, somehow, again, that's uh, an important issue. People want to know that there's a powerful group of people behind who have the chops to build this thing and bring it to fruition. Now, working again on your projections, a lot of people get really stumbled on that. They don't know how to project, and they don't know how to think about uh, explaining what they did. An awful lot of this is pie in the sky. You haven't done this before, and that's understood when you get into an angel group. All you can do is indicate why you think you can approach this percentage of whatever market it is you're about to approach based on your ability to do two things. One, produce whatever it is you're about to produce. Software, hardware, product, uh, services, concept, whatever it is. And number two, the ability to market it. So a very important piece of your money slides is about your ability to sell it. Focus clearly on how you will market your stuff, product or service, which platforms you approach, not crucially important. If you will use social media, that's fine. If you're going to use uh, channel partners, that's important. Affiliate marketers, that's important and so on. Exactly which one, not so important. I don't need that you're going to open a Twitter account. I do need to know that you'll be relying heavily on public social media those are the important issues. Now, understanding how you reach a target market is an important issue, and it might be a real good idea to go out and meet people who do that kind of marketing before you make your presentation. One, it will make you a better company. You will have a much better idea of what it's going to take to push your product to market, product, service, whatever it is. Number two, you will sound intelligent because you will know something about what it's going to take to reach that market. Now you can get a reasonable number around the acquisition per customer and being able to present that based on knowledgeable information from somebody who's an expert in the field, says, I'm a powerful CEO, I know what I'm talking about because I've done my research and I'm not blowing smoke in your face. That's an important issue. That raises your fundability. So some of what I'm telling you is get your house in order. Really do know your numbers. Go out and ask people who know. Often they will tell you without charging you. Essentially it's a sales pitch for them. Most people will recognize you're too early in the field to be going out and buying their services today. That's okay. But the second thing is that they will be there when you're ready to buy. And they're happy to tell you what it's going to take in order to do that then you go out and get funded saying my cost per uh, acquisition per customer is going to be eight dollars my initial sale to them will only be five dollars but over the period of four months or six months i will have made 36 dollars or 120 dollars and so on and so forth and then we'll have a churn rate which is your drop-off rate of so many people and they won't give us the 120 they'll only get 60 and but in sum we will make a profit Those are the kinds of numbers you need to have your head around. You don't need to present every one, but you need to have a backup slide that says, I did my research. So that when you say the cost of acquisition per customer will be $8, our average cost or our average uh, profit per customer in the first year will be 50-something dollars. The gross income from that customer will have been 80-something, 100-something, whatever it is. You want to know those hard numbers. And based on that, says your slide, we expect to be an X number $100 million company in five years. So this is Jillian Musig at CEO Coach, giving you an idea of where you spend your focus, how you get together with uh, angel and uh, venture capital investors, and remember always, spend the lion's share of your presentation on the money slides. You're speaking to people who are focused on whether to give you money today. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week. You can download these shows through iTunes or at webmasterradio.fm.